Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. And I'm Charles Rogers, and we have a guest today. Do you want to go ahead and reintroduce yourself? It's a recurring guest now. Hey, I'm Clayton, or Hydra, whichever. I'm back. They can't get rid of me that easily. (laughs) No, we tried. We tried, but she clung to the outside of the ship as we were leaving the atmosphere, so. So you're leaving the spaceport. (laughs) Yes, she's come back. Pretty much how I get around anyways, so. It is true. So you have come back to talk to us about uh, Bad Batch episode three. Have you watched the, you have watched the first two. Are you enjoying the show? I love it. Like, I mean, it's really just giving me a darker, like, element of the the Clone Wars series. Like, so it's very satisfying, and I'm you're seeing a lot of other new things that they weren't really kind of gutsy enough to put in the Clone Wars series, and now they're kind of really just putting it out there, and they're not afraid to hurt anyone's feelings. So I like that. Or I guess it's... they're not making it like too PG. I guess. Yeah, definitely. It it goes to some places. It definitely it has some things to say. Yeah, definitely this like, episode at least. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. There's, <laughs> also, there's one... a lot of foreshadowing. There's a lot of like stuff that made me think, oh wow, like this really sets all this stuff that's going to be happening. But you know, it's coming. Like so. Right. I was I was shocked. You know, not to tease too much before we dive into the episode. Uh, yeah. Discussion here. I was shocked by how dark this one gets. And it gets it in in a way that is still approachable for kids, but there's some mm-hmm. really dark stuff happening in this episode. Right. Well, I mean, they do get stranded on the dark side of a moon, so you know. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> is that is that your best material? Is that's that all what I, you're coming here armed with? That's all I have. Sorry. You're really, that's really coming end. to a blaster fight with a vibro knife here. That was my only uh, note the whole episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I've got nothing to top that, so I'm going to leave. All right. I'm going to leave. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Just hop back on the plane. No, honestly, honestly, I really, the, I only really, I made a few notes here or there, but then there's something funny that happened after I watched the episode uh, having to deal with, um, Tarkin. So once he shows up, I'll I'll drop that little fun story. But I hmm. very rarely hear the words Tarkin and funny in the same <laughs> sentence. It's relevant, I promise. Not well, say. No. I'm like, if you think Tarkin's funny, I'm like, we got to talk about some, some of your 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 viewpoints. <laughs> you think Tarkin is funny? I don't want to talk to you. Well, he's not funny like... as much as he is interesting. We'll get. Well, that's what we'll say. That is true. We'll say it's an interesting story about Tarkin, not a funny <laughs> story. I mean, funny in like a, isn't it funny how kind of way, not an actual like. Is this the not- episode <laughs> where Bradley learned how to read? <laughs> no. I'm, in my head, I'm big, in my head, I'm thinking Bradley's like, uh, Alderaan blows up. <laughs> oh, wait, no. <laughs> That's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> no, but it was funny when the New Republic blew up. That was funny. Ah, well. (laughs) Well, in fairness, the New Republic had it coming. Right. You know, Corsella deserved better, but everyone else on that planet had it coming. Yeah. Well, I I feel bad, though, because we got that, there's like that deleted scene of that one character that we only see for like a split second. Corsella. Yeah. I was like, you had a whole plot 
out for this girl. This poor girl, she got cut from Star Wars. Like, that sucks. Like, boom, blown up in the death ray. I'm like, ah, oh, yep. They repurposed. I actually, when I first watched the Fourth Awaken, what Force Awakens, the Fourth Awakens, the Fourth of July, fourth Awakens. Awakens. Jesus, the Fourth Awakens. <laughs> See, it's not going to be May the Fourth. It's not going to be May the Fourth anymore. It's going to be May, like the the Fourth, the Fourth Awakens. It is always May the Fourth in my heart. Yeah. I'm like Groundhog Day. Yeah. For Star Wars, I uh, know when I first watched the Force Awakens. Yes. Uh, I thought that that was that actress was um, the woman who plays uh, one of the tenth Doctor's companions on Doctor Who. And I was like, is that Martha? And then I went and looked it up and it was not the same person. But for that brief moment, I thought that the two series had crossed over briefly. Oh no, that would be too blasphemous if they, I'm sure, I'm just kidding. I'm sure somebody has already crossed over from the Well, David Tennant has, the 10th Doctor himself is, and Matt Smith rumoredly was in Rise of Skywalker, although he has denied that. Wait, Matt uh, Tennant was in Star Wars? Tennant won an Emmy for he's the droid that helps the padawan build the lightsabers in clone wars that's david Tennant. what okay well there you go that was your fun fact of the day that that was my fun fact of the day fun fact well let's get into the episode uh where things are gonna get dark on episode three of the bad batch which is called replacements we start off with our ship in hyperspace not Mm -hmm. in a good way sparking uh, like me staggering out of a particularly engaging drag brunch and we see omega leaning on the gonk droid which i have decided remember bradley you were talking about everybody has a droid yes gonk droid was the droid all along it was the droid all along well very clearly because i when they saw when i saw it sliding in the scene or whatever like when they're starting to like crash or whatever it's I was like, okay, he's still in this episode, or he's still in this show, but he still doesn't have a name. Like, come on. That's just gonk. gonk. We, rate, <laughs> we rate droids or something as like a Twitter account that was calling him gonky. But I'm like, we, we don't have a kidding name for him yet. Sorry. Um, mm, actually, no. I looked him up. So I looked up gonk droids or whatever aren't even real gonk droids. They're knockoff brand of whatever the real droid is. <laughs> oh, so they're like the Costco brand of the yes. droid? Like, oh, they're like okay. the Walmart, whatever. They're like, just as good as the generic brand, you guys. They are the well, generic Costco, brand. I can't hate on the Costco brand now. Like Kirk, Kirkland's is pretty good. Like, I can't really complain. So we'll call it the dollar, like the dollar store brand, maybe. Dollar store like, gunk That's exactly yeah. what they are. Do- yeah. Dollar so, store gonk droid. All right. Well, Clone Force 99 has a, has a dollar store gonk droid. It's no. what they can afford on their salary. The fugitive salary, the fugitive salary. <laughs> but they're they're talking and they're portioning out the rations. And Omega tries to give hers to Wrecker when he can only have one. Mm-hmm. And Hunter kind of has to. I like that he talks to Wrecker that he doesn't tell Omega. No, don't do that. We have to preserve them. He kind of turns to Wrecker and is like, as the adult, you need to to be mature enough to know she's going to offer this to you, but you can't take it. Right. Well, you know, right. as a child. <laughs> but to say he's more of a child, you know, developmentally speaking than Omega is. I mean, let's be honest. 
Like, I mean, you know, his, mu- his muscles is uh, completely outgrown his brain capacity. So bless his, bless his heart. Like, he does. The, ni- the, the nicest guy in the squad, not the brightest. Oh, nicest, oh, well. but not the brightest. That yeah. tracks. That definitely yeah, tracks. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he wouldn't disappoint in that. Well, I don't know. I don't want to like, get ahead of myself. Then. <laughs> so they build on. They're having a discussion. Echo and Tech are talking about the chips, and each episode kind of builds on the last one. Uh, previously, they had mentioned the chips may not be working for them. Right now, Tech brings up the notion that well, we're not a hundred percent sure that the chips. Mm-hmm are totally non-functional for us. So he's building a scanner to try to see, which is clearly seeding another episode because it never comes up again in this one. Yeah. Well, I, I liked that they did that because I don't want to jump to the next scene, but when we see, you know, Crosshair being kind of, quote unquote, enhanced, from the last episode at least, we know that his is still working, which means that theoretically theirs could work to some capacity we don't know what it is but it could work a little bit at least or at least be manipulated to work better yeah it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on i'll I'll make some notes later that there is maybe there's some indication that the the inhibitor chips might not be a hundred percent dormant in them Uh, well i thought that was um because did echo echo didn't have his um taken out with rex now so because i'm trying to think of all the clones He's that had their had theirs taken out only rex at this point well no, no five removed his inhibitor yeah. chip five and then died fives did and died rex removed rex his, removed his. Uh, <clears throat> on board the ship no well, uh, well, well, a so- that, well that was ahsoka oh wait no that was um was that rex who's that darth vader it was that was that, a no. <laughs> that, was Maul. Yeah. that was Darth Maul. That was Darth Maul. That was Darth Maul. Uh, well, yeah. General Ahsoka Rios. removed it. Uh, yeah, from Ahsoka, him. Ahsoka took his out. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. she took so his it wasn't, out. That wasn't until later, but like there was the whole echoes. Yeah, there was a couple of them that had them taken out. Yeah, echoes is non-functional uh, because of the separatist experimentation on him. Yeah, so his, his his is just fried. I wouldn't anticipate eventually doing anything. Eventually, Wolf and Gregor will take theirs out as well. Mm-hmm. So those being the two clones from Star Wars Rebels, Wolf and Gregor will take theirs out as well. Um, and then we get kind of a Empire scene. Here. We get a few of those in there's this a, episode. Yeah, there's a there's a handful, and there's a couple of there's Easter a few eggs of them. in here. Well, not even Easter eggs, just like complete classes. <laughs> blatant from, references. Right. Yeah, blatant yeah, references ship, from like the video game world. The ship malfunctions. Well, Clayton, I hope you caught them because I didn't really catch a lot of references to anything other than Empire Strikes Back. Oh, this I, time I, I caught, I caught, you know, one pretty, one, one that I was pretty stoked about. That's what I had to go look up the name of before it started. So. Ah. So the, a, few, a few names because there's a few key characters that people are, don't really know about unless they played a certain video game. So we're gonna bring up that video game again. Better not. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> oh, we will. You're outnumbered here, Bradley. Oh gosh. Okay. Anyway, so it falls out of hyperspace because they falls out of hyperspace. Sedan. Well, they they mentioned that again. Each episode builds on the last one, so it's a lot right. more serialized than other Star Wars series have been. 
the escape from Seleucamide damaged the ship. Right. And yes. it comes out of hyperspace. They have the Disney ride braces that I thought was funny. <laughs> and you know, you know, those executives wanted to throw those in there. Yep. It's a, re- it's probably a reference to star tours or so. Everything is a reference to star tours. Right. It's supposed to make you think, I want to go to Disney world now. <laughs> the only thing, honestly, that is kind of what I thought when I watched the episode. I was like, hmm. That's exactly what those money hungry bastards wanted hmm. you to do. And you felt Calif- like California is opening up again. Oh, I'm going to do Disney. I'm going to go and do Disney on my, uh, well, my birthday weekend, I think, or the week. I don't know. So. I personally am saving my first trip. It was supposed to be on my last birthday which I'm not going to out on the show, even though it's obvious if you go back and listen to previous episodes, what number it was. I was supposed to send that at start. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, you goddamn fucking 12 year old. (laughs) Anyway. Like, mind mind your business. Respect your elders. (laughs) Get off my lawn. 99. Clone Force 99. Yeah, I was supposed to go for my birthday, but We'll go for my birthday this year. I imagine they'll have a ride like this, strap in, crash on the moon. And as they're looking for parts, as they're looking for parts for the ship after they've crashed, Omega kind of pulls down Crosshair's weapons rack. And they Mm kind of talk about it, which is interesting because Tech says, well, you know, I have a theory that maybe crosshairs inhibitor chip is still working Mm. (laughs) like you think (laughs) first of all you think and second of all y'all figured that out pretty fast there goes that dramatic tension yeah Yeah, i like how how omega's like oh yeah he's definitely being controlled by the inhibitor chip like you guys didn't know that I like how a lot of the explanation of this show is delivered as one character going, oh, this and this and this, and another character going, what? And the first character going, oh, you didn't know that? It's very how we talk Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that that person's related to that person because of the dyad in the Force? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> oh, you you didn't know uh, who Corsella is, that she's Leia's assistant? Uh, I didn't bring it up because I just assumed that uh, it was just obvious knowledge. I actually did not know that. Now I really feel bad that she got killed off that way. Damn. Yeah. Like... <laughs> uh, go read Bloodline. It's very good. Oh, okay. We jump back over to Camino, where we see... Uh, crosshair having his vitals checked and mm-hmm. everything good and we see our our buddy uh nala say again mm-hmm. uh with grand admiral tarkin now you had some story some fun funny story you wanted to tell us about grand admiral tarkin bradley before we get into our our new face what is that story okay so <laughs> After I finish the episode, I always, so I don't like to go on social like before an episode. Not that I'm, I I mean, especially with this show, you know, I'm not going to see like anything super spoilery, but I just, I'm I'm in the habit of just with Star Wars to watch the Star Wars thing when it premieres. So they don't get anything spoiled no matter what. Uh Um, And so 
after the episode was over, I went on um, TikTok just to kind of like, you know, waste time. Of course he did, because he's fucking 12. And there is something on TikTok called Tarkin Talk. And so I'm here to enlighten you and enlighten the masses about what Tarkin Talk is where it's this whole, well, first of all, it's a hashtag. Second of all, if you click that hashtag on TikTok, it is a whole rabbit hole of people talking about the fact that Grand Admiral Tarkin is a homosexual and how he fought the stormtrooper and it's canon. Wait, what? Yes. Okay. It's this so whole this is, entire rabbit this is hole. Thing. Okay. This, so you and your goddamn generation. I swear. <laughs> so let me. <laughs> let me. First of all, he's Admiral Tarkin at this point. He's not Grand Admiral. Okay. Tarkin. Whatever. Let's get it right. He will eventually become Grand Moff Tarkin. There is a short story about Stormtrooper TK four two one. Yes. Who is? The store, one of the stormtroopers of the Death Star, and the short story uh-huh. from a certain point of view. This is to my recollection of it. If I had known that Bradley was going to discover this, I would have gone back and <laughs> pulled out that book and reread the story. Yes. By the way, TK421, why aren't you at your post? Okay. Yeah, that one. TK421, was... why aren't you at your post? Well, it, why wasn't he at his post? Because he was on someone stated, else's post. <laughs> it stated in the. Um, I believe it's stated in that short story that he's like in a secret gay relationship with like an older officer. My understanding is that it's meant to be the officer who actually says the line TK421, why aren't you at your post? Mm-hmm. But people have interpreted it to be uh, Moff, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes. And that's where people are getting this idea from. Yeah, because I- pin in that. Well, when I was in that rabbit hole, someone said there's a line from the short story which says that he walks out of Tarkin's office and there's all these TikToks of people recreating that scene. The shippers so, are at it again. It's so fucking funny. There's like this guy the and he's like, again. he's like dressed as like a Imperial officer and it says like uh, <laughs> the everybody else seeing TK4217 or whatever the fuck his call sign is. Uh, walking out of uh, Tarkin's bed chambers or something like that. It was so funny. <laughs> I'll have to send it to you if I find it again. But oh, it was funny Lord. as fuck. Yeah, this we can play it or send it over. <laughs> I, is, I, ref- I refuse to download. I refuse to download TikTok because it's just an endless rabbit hole of just brain sucking yeah. energy. I just can't do it. Remind me. I mentioned this in the pilot, but Bradley, remind me to tell you about Thrawn fucking Twitter sometime. Well, that's a, that's another probably uh, another rabbit hole we can go down to. But that's we can talk about rabbit, we can talk about that rabbit, rabbit hole. That we'll, go down another time. we'll do that when the Ahsoka oh. show comes out. Uh, it will go down on Ron's another. Totally time. gay too, I'm sure. Yeah, I love it. Okay, um, you don't know how right you are, uh, but we get a <laughs> we get a third character, okay. or I guess a fourth character in this scene. Not a new character, but one we didn't realize previously was important, and that is the character of Vice Admiral Rampart. Mm-hmm. Now we saw him as the imperial officer giving the broadcast of the chain code uh, oh, in episode okay. two. Gotcha. And Tarkin mentions his chain code initiative, but Rampart has bigger ambitions. Mm. He is attempting to prove that 
they can transition from clones to conscripts by having the experienced clones train the conscripts. And to that end, he introduces us to our squad of elite stormtroopers that's going to be led by Crosshair in this episode. I like that. Fun fact, uh, probably not intended to be a reference, but I thought it was cool. Hmm. One of the characters... Yeah, can I, can I? I want to do it. I want to do it. (laughs) I wonder if we're going to do the same thing. What... What what did you think when you saw them? I thought immediately that that was Inferno Squad. Yes, from the, from the campaign storyline of Battlefront Two, and yes, it, particularly the one that you see immediately is Aiden Varsio. Yes, that is exactly who, who commanded Inferno Squad and Battlefront Two, which I loved that entire storyline. I think it it could have been its own. That, that whole storyline could have been its own like TV show or TV series, honestly. It was so beautifully done. And I loved Aiden Versio's uh, character arc, like in finding her path and everything. I'm not going to spoil it because people may have not it's played good. the game. It's really but good. She, her character and her story has so much depth. And I just really love her, um, her character in the game. I think it's great. So I loved oh. that. I, I am 99% sure that is her. I mean, okay. I'm sure it's that's not. Her. It's not. I can tell you, it's definitively that it's not her. Uh, she's too I, young. It looks. It looks so. It much looks like so her much now. like her, though. Like it's. It feels like I, it might be a reference. I feel like it, it could be though, because I mean, Iden. She like. They don't. She doesn't age like in her skin as much throughout the game. Like you know, because towards the end of the storyline, you know, it was like 20, 30 years later, and she was still having there's, to freaking fight, and she was like a granny. She was probably in her sixties or something, and something, she was still having to shoot her way out. Like, I think it could. I think it could be her. Uh, it, there was something specifically that actually triggered. Ah, I can tell you why exactly why it's not her. Oh, so yeah, I unfortunately I can I could quash that fan theory right now uh, just squash it stab destroy me. him destroy it. him i just can absolutely step on my nuts i can absolutely <laughs> yeah um so i inferno squad was actually formed uh as a result of the destruction of the first death star mm. so she uh, was yeah. a captain okay. at that point she was also let's see we don't have a birth date for her uh, but she died 34 ABY. It's possible that it might be her, but I doubt I it. It's probably that, that's probably not Inferno Squad. But like it's I am definitely not Inferno Squad. No. Yeah. I but can like say that with like, reasonable like... confidence it's not her, but the design may be a reference to Well, her. it could be just like a precursor to that could, squad. It could be. Right? Oh, like it they... definitely is. Yeah. Like it, it if, definitely if, is. If not... Yeah, if not blatantly referencing it, um, like I mean, it was obviously geared in that direction. Yeah, like, it was obviously you know, meant to be. They would they wouldn't have put someone that looks just like her there, like if it wasn't meant to make people go like, is that freaking Inferno Squad? Is that Iden Varsio? Like that literally is who it looks like. So I don't know. I need to. I, we're gonna need to dig and see if it is. I feel like it really could be an early recruit, uh, early recruit Iden Varsio. Well, like, it's supposed to be an elite. It's supposed to be an elite troop, so mm-hmm. probably not her, uh, but it could be. Uh, 
Here's a wild theory. It could be her mother. I'm about to say mother. Yeah, because it could be you know, her mother. I don't think we know who her mother is. Or it could just be a woman and you guys are sexist and you just are misogynistic because you don't know the differences between women. Hey. You mean, wait, all, all women don't look alike? What is this? Just kidding. The whole sense of reality warped. Actually, what's funny is I didn't even, I, I don't play the video games. I don't play Battlefront. I've never played Battlefront. I knew, like, watching this episode, like, I was like, oh, that's that girl from that video game. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if I thought that, as just a, like, totally non-objective third-party person who doesn't play the video games, like, I'm sure everybody else who's a fucking nerd like you guys was like, holy shit, that's the lesbian from the Battlefront games. <laughs> that's the one uh, that I touched myself to at night after right, I played exactly. the campaign. <laughs> it could be, uh, yeah, it could be Zahe Versio. Well, uh, really, the only probably not her was because of the they just made a Funko of her. So, oh, of Mercia. course, yes, you would know. No, so they just dropped her Funko uh, for May the Fourth. So that's why I was like, oh, I've recognized that character. But I guess I mean, like you said, it's probably just her mom, or not even her mom, just another woman who just happens to be in the Star Wars universe. But it's it's a nice little reference that they have the first member of this elite squadron look a lot like one of the major players in Inferno Squadron. Mm -hmm. Dig it. Love it. So we're repairing the ship. We're repairing the external ship uh, part of the ship, but ooh, a creature appears and steals the converter. Oh no. And runs off. An Ordo Moon Dragon. Ordo Moon Dragon. Ordo Moon Dragon. (laughs) There's a, a bit where Wrecker is kind of holding his head because he whacked his head pretty hard when the thing went down. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then we get my favorite reference in the episode where they basically recreate the Minoc in the cockpit yeah from empire yeah yeah literally that that was my thoughts i'm just like it's like is this gonna be a Minoc situation it's being shot and like lead led in like the exact same way like kind of like leia going up to like the freaking the the observatory like in the cockpit and he's like what the hell is out there but instead of my dog it's like it's a little it's a green moon dragon like it was like like, the same kind of shot she's even sitting in the chair like just like leia was in empire you know it's like poetry it rhymes so it doesn't that does not surprise me. I'm just like, this is the classic. Okay. Like, all right, it's, Dave. It's put in there for people like me that are going to immediately go, oh, that's the Minox scene. Like here's a here's a nerd, like, you know. Here's a nerd uh, thing. Go have fun Easter, with it. He, here's an Easter egg. Eat it. Shut up. <laughs> and then Hunter decides to go out after it. Wrecker can't go with him because of the head injury. And Omega very quickly talks him into letting her come along. Yeah, bring the child along. That's a good idea. I mean, naturally. Responsible parenting. <laughs> yeah, these, I mean, these are, uh, what, what would you call them? Uh, bad batch dads. <laughs> bad batch daddies. The daddy batch. <laughs> the daddy batch. The daddy batch. The batch dad, bat, dad, dad batch. The daddy dads. batch. <laughs> anyway. Now it's just, we're just creating like porn names i know write some of these down i know for our porn idea (laughs) write some of these down for we we better trademark these our side hustle 
Yeah, trademark these tonight or someone's going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to GoDaddy.com now tonight and just be like... I, literally, yeah. Gonna, BadBatchDaddies.com. I'll, really I'll, really, I'll be really pissed if I see gay porn like on Twitter and it's like the dad batch, batch of daddies and a Star Wars porn. I'm going to be like this bullshit. Like, Bradley that's and my I idea. Have, have a list of pitches for men.com right. to just rattle off to them and... This is our secret lucrative side business. This is how we fund the show. Uh, we make Star Wars porn parodies. <laughs> so we're back on Camino. Lama Sue sure is fucking trying to avoid irrelevance here. Yeah. We do see a bit of the elite squad and the guy talks about, well, the Empire gives me a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. And then Rampart turns around and is like, you know, see, these are people that really want to fight for the Empire. Right. And I'm like, kind of, but mostly because you're offering them food. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're, they're mercenaries. I mean, that's just, you're giving them better living conditions and better pay than what the Republic gave them. They're no more than mercenaries at this point. Like, yeah. The clones really believed in the Republic. Yeah. They were literally programmed. But I don't understand the argument here. Like, okay, so the the new officer guy is basically, his argument is that people willing to fight for the army, basically, are more valuable than your fucking printable soldiers that will do whatever the fuck you say because they have a mind control chip in their brain. Like, what? That doesn't even make yeah. sense. How that's not more useful. Like- this whole thing is like they'll fight harder if they really believe in it. But yeah, like Lama no. Sue literally is like, uh, no, uh, we no. train them from fucking birth. They will do whatever you say, and they're elite warriors from birth. Like we will program them right. to do whatever you want. Whatever you literally. want. You don't need people. <laughs> I mean, they literally were shown to be able to be programmed to kill off an entire race of Jedi knights. Like, so I don't, if that didn't show their worth, like, killed all the hippies. Like, it's literally, it took two seconds. You killed the space hippies. Right. Two seconds. Like, like, like that. You You finally, master plan. You finally, finally lived out uh, Space Nixon's wildest fantasies. Right. I actually preferred the way Legends handled Order 66. Hmm. Okay, and please enlighten uh, those who don't give a shit about legends anymore. Because uh, about... I haven't even, I haven't even. Yeah, because no one except so. me cares. Right. In Legends, Order sixty six was one of the contingency orders that, upon being issued, clones were conditioned to carry out without question. But there were a bunch of them, like for example, Order sixty five was to execute the Chancellor. Oh, what? random or to either execute or imprison the chancellor so they had these orders that are like if they're issued something has gone wrong you need to follow them where the clones executing that order were a little more morally conflicted Mm -hmm. as opposed to in the new canon where they have the inhibitor chips Bad Batch is slowly turning me around to the idea of being liking the inhibitor chips as a concept more, but I always felt like they were kind of an opt-out and I preferred it to where, no, the clones just, ex- the soldiers that you trained to execute orders executed an order. I see. Yeah. So instead of being well, order- mind-controlled, they were just 
good soldiers follow, following orders. Following orders. Got it. Yeah. Well, Order That's- 65 sounds like it would be an order implemented if Palpatine, for some reason, didn't become the Chancellor. I'm like, so because, I mean, that, that, that whole plot goes back decades. Like, you know, when Sifo-Dyas, you know, made the, uh, filled in the order and everything um, for the clones, you know, with Count Dooku, the puppet strings and all that. So I looked it up, actually. What? Order 65. Um, it's, it's not killing the Chancellor. It's in the event of either, basically, if the majority of the Senate declares the Chancellor to be unfit to issue orders, or the Security Council declares them unfit to issue orders, then the clones are supposed to take the Supreme Chancellor into custody with lethal force if necessary, and command falls to an acting chancellor, is what Order 65 said in Legends. Oh, interesting. So it doesn't mean that he would have been the acting chancellor at the time. He would have just been maybe second in command, so he would have... So, like, if he hadn't managed to... That's an interesting take. If he hadn't managed to... To become chancellor, he would have been close enough. This would be a way right. for him to get to in. get himself in. Always a kind of like the plan. Right. Kind of like he could at least position himself as like, you know, the vice president. Like, you know, and basically just assume assume the mantle uh, if he had to take out the, the head honcho. Yeah. So. so this is how democracy dies. Mm-hmm. Under us applause. With contingency plans. Right. Contingency plans and applause. De- decades uh. in the making. <laughs> Um, so anyway. we see we see the clones are being uh, or not the clones. So we see that the elite troopers are being dispatched to take out Saw Guerrera's camp. Drop. The Bad Batch failed to take out in our pilot episode, mm-hmm. and we switch back then to Omega and Hunter. Omega does the imitating thing again. Mm-hmm where she pulls out the sand and is like, can I, can I be you? Can I yeah. learn how to be you? He's like, not really in this specific instance. He's like, I have special tracking skills that just because I'm special, you can't copy me. I think she's trying, like she's struggling to find like what her role is. Her role in is, the yeah. Team, what her thing is. So she's trying to see if like, well, maybe I can be like Hunter, Mm -hmm. which if my theory is correct, she is far more special than any of them. I was just (laughs) thinking that. I'm just like, well, I mean, I think we'll, she'll end up finding what makes her special at some point soon. Like, and with, because my theory is the same as yours. So we cut back to Cross, Crosshair and his group begins an attack on Saw's people. We cut back and forth a few times. This is the most rapid cut of this particular episode, but Crosshair's team attack team attacks Saw's camp, but back on the desolate moon, Omega uh, has to follow the creature after Hunter is knocked out, and she takes his blaster with her. So she opts to run after him. Because mm-hmm. she's like, whole- I can be a hunter. Well, she can't get anybody on the comm, so she's like, well, I can be brave. <laughs> I yes. love her voice. It's so cute. I know. I'm just, she's I, adorable. I'm, I'm, I'm partial to the, the, the Australians, and I, I like going over there. So, And hers is just thick. Like, but whoever's yeah. voicing her over is really laying on the Astra, Astra, Australian accent real thick. I, 
Right. Yeah, keep rubbing it in, Mr. Flights to Sydney. <laughs> I've seen your social media. Just rub it in our faces. I hope Although I get to go back next month. Considering what you guys are having to put up with nowadays, I don't blame you. You're rubbing in that well, you get to travel uh-huh. places. So, so technically, it's a New Zealand accent because the actress is in New Zealand because they have to keep it. Oh, the okay, same as, okay, then yeah. But there's a cl- there's a close enough. To so he needs stuff. to go to New Zealand because that's the cool place, not Australia. Well, New Zealand oh, is a cool I place. Done, yeah, I haven't done New Zealand, and they have no COVID. So because right, so maybe that maybe smart. you should go. So. I want to go to like, Hobbiton. They probably won't let us in. They're going to be like, Americans? No, y'all are ratchet. Yeah, like, they're like, fuck you guys. American. No, like, I'm, y'all, I'm y'all, not American. Right. I'm from the UK. That's actually just as bad. No. <laughs> New Zealand's looking at us like y'all are a bunch of cousin fuckers that don't believe in, believe in vaccines. Like, no, you yeah. cannot come in here. <laughs> I'll be like, fair. That's fair. Right. That's reasonable. That is reasonable and correct. Especially once they learn that I'm from the South. They're like, oh God, no. Like maybe yeah. California, but like anything east of that, like, yeah. no, get fucked. Like, <laughs> no, anything, anything east of the Mississippi River and south of the Mason-Dixie line, we don't want to talk to you. We don't want to look at you and we pretend that you don't exist. Right. Just quarantine it. Just put it in the bubble. Just quarantine it. So I, I have a few notes here about Crosshair's scene with, Mm-hmm. The where they attack the they finish attacking the transport. One is mm-hmm. I noted that Crosshair seems to have the only enhancement that's really beneficial. Combat focused. Yeah. Right. So tra- Hunter is a tracker. Right. Wrecker is very strong, and Tech is is got good memory retention and is very right as enhanced neural processing. Crosshairs literally can with- shoot well. Well, he can shoot well. He's the only yeah, one that's well, combat he, he can, focused. Yeah. yeah, he can shoot the you know the fly off a dime like you know just right. stupid. Like, he could pull off the trick shot from Saving Private Ryan. Right, he could, he could do that in his sleep. Probably do it backwards. Right? <laughs> probably do it over his shoulder. Probably. Well, we see that it obviously it it helps in this situation because he's in like you know the jungle basically and right. He does just like shoot the guy basically starts the... taking everything out yeah yeah it just takes well, when you have out. a predator when you have a predator vision night scope where you can literally just shoot through anything yeah he's like oh, i see your body he pew uh the brand obligates me to mention there is a flamethrower it doesn't do much of anything i did write that down i wrote flame trooper i'm chalking this up uh into our uh, the flamethrower was not useful, Camp. <laughs> In my continued passionate hatred yep. for, uh, well, I won't say hatred, my continued passionate arguing against the flamethrower. The impracticality of it all. Uh, but then we get the most frightening scene of the episode. <laughs> the darkest part. <laughs> crosshair... Yeah orders the elite troopers to gun first of all he just shoots the soldier when she's like well i don't know anything and i'm not going to tell you if i did he's like okay bang then he's like shoot the soul then he's like shoot everybody that's left wipe them out and the one guy who was being a jerk earlier in the episode who was kind of being like you know um, why are you in charge is like no that's horrible yeah like we're not gonna do that and cross is like well you know what i am gonna do i'm gonna shoot you yeah 
I thought that was interesting too because he because he was so gung-ho about the empire or whatever and he's like we already killed the soldiers like these are just people like these are people right. of the empire now like we still have to like even if they don't like us we still have to help protect them you know because we are the empire they might not believe in the ways that we're doing it but they're still our people so we need to protect them and he was like that's not what they told us to do one of the inciting incidents of the downfall of the empire is going to be stormtroopers killing a pair of civilians so it's interesting that we're already seeing the seeds planted of how the stormtroopers by the time of the battle of yavin Mm-hmm. We'll be a okay with just shooting <laughs> right. No, I, also- I, don't under, I, I don't understand. Like that, it like it just bolts boosts against the argument that conscripted soldiers are best suit like for the empire. And I'm like, if you if he had taken a squad of clones with him, like at that period of time, they would have done exactly what he told them to do, and they would they would have shot everybody. Yep. No questions asked. They'd be like, because- yeah, good. They, they would have said exactly what. Um, uh, crosshair said, which was good soldiers follow orders, like pew 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 pew. Okay, bye. Like, they wouldn't have thought for a second about it. And they ultimately not only do they shoot them, but the flamethrower is back. Yeah, they don't show it, but you can hear it. show it. You can hear like, him turn the flamethrower on it, and they shot them. Like, insult to injury. It's not enough that they're being set on fire. Like, I guess, <laughs> no, you know, they had to they, shoot they, them, they had to shoot them, them too. Fire. Like, I mean, I guess that's this? one way to hide the evidence. I mean, I guess. I mean, there's still going to be charred remains. Like, at the oh, you would. But think yeah, that 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 was dark. A dark moment. Think I'm just like that. Oh. The stormtroopers would learn eventually that shooting civilians and leaving their charred remains next to their house huh. is probably not the best way to go about things. However, possibly this may come up in about 18 years. I don't know how you did that cartwheel to reference to tie that them burning the civilians to the, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Amber. <laughs> but you did, and I appreciate that. Oh, oh, I will, I will work that- hard to reference my Star Wars. <laughs> I will work hard to reference my Star Wars in my Star Wars. Oh, look, charred remains of civilians. You know when else that happened? <laughs> On this little planet called Tatooine. <laughs> I, uh, I, I DM essentially D&D games, or I play them as well. And there's a running joke with some of my groups that I will find a way to sneak in a Star Wars reference to every single session. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Find a way. <laughs> So after that horrifying scene (laughs) where that went, uh, we're back to Omega Mm -hmm. crawling around trying to get the the part back. I got a lot of shades of Ray on Pasana here where she's down in the cave. With with the the reptile, with the serpent down there. With, With the serpent down in the cave and yeah, it's very similar. Solution. So in this scene, I was actually getting more of a um, Ezra vibe. 
because I thought oh, it was going to play like, uh-huh. into your narrative of her being force sensitive. I genuinely thought in this scene, I thought she was going to be like, oh, I can like hear his thoughts or like I can like, right. you know, use the force to kind of like feel his emotions and be like, oh, he doesn't want to kill me. He just wants the energy from, you know, the little transistor thing. Well, I think that did happen. Like, but it was just so subtle. Like, and it's just, they didn't want to make, I, I feel like the writers like intentionally are not making it obvious. Or, They're holding this it, back. They really yeah. are holding it back. Like, because in my mind, I really think that she is, she is more sensitive. I'm sure you'll probably talk about that on the, one of the previous sessions already, I guess. Like, um, we but did. I know me and, okay, yeah. And me and Charles already talked about it. Like, you know, on Messenger, we were like, we brought it up and I'm like, I think she's definitely more sensitive. Like, you know, that's, that's, um, almost no question in my mind i like that uh she she ultimately ends up using the light so she ends up using her wits to distract the creature without Mm. having to fire the blaster yes which is kind of cool and it also kind of shows that she thinks around problems a little bit differently than the rest of the bad batch does like more like a jedi or someone who's Mm. force sensitive I mean, the fact, the fact that she literally, and that's another thing too, where she came out and she's like, I didn't even have to use my blaster. And I'm just like, I wonder why? Because <laughs> she has a bunch of other skills at her disposal that have yet to be really showcased. So the skills it. are the force. <laughs> that's the force. That's what I'm talking about. The force. <laughs> we jump back over to Camino. Tarkin is leaving Boo. He's leaving Rampart in charge. So I guess Rampart is going to be our new, uh, our yeah. new. I was getting a sense that they were doing this thing where they were setting up. So like, kind of like in the first episode where we see Saw, you know, they were in this episode, I was like, oh, we're going to see Saw again. And I was like, no, it's just randoms, yeah. you know, but we're getting like the flickers of those people kind of like disappearing. So Saw's gone for now. I don't think he's going to show back up. And the same with Tarkin, like, it's kind of like, well, we kind of don't really need him anymore. So it's kind of nice to, he might come back maybe later he's just also, for something, but he's not super important. He's also kind of protected by canon. Right. There's no point in putting him in. There's no, I mean, yeah, it makes more sense to have another villain that theoretically more interesting things could happen to because yeah. Tarkin, he's really not going to be in any danger. Right. Which is what I hate about when they do these kind of not prequel things but you know what i mean like where they take a character from an old movie and they put him in this because you're like well he'll never die he'll never get hurt severely because there's nothing like he's not gonna get his arm blown off because as far as we know you know he still has his regular arm you know what i mean like so it's kind of it's it's takes the stakes out of it when you have a villain like that especially as like the main villain well what i like though is that they're kind of bumping up crosshair to kind of more main villain rather than side villain and they're taking this new uh imperial officer guy as kind of our kind of go-to guy i'm wondering if there's i'm trying to think of any prominent characters in the other movies or later in later in the other series that crosshair could end up like have, have become like so like a part of me feels like that crosshair is like an origin story for some other character that I just can't think of yet. Boba Fett. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> like Boba. God, Stop putting me. Boba Fett in everything. <laughs> he He's is not Boba. that Boba interesting Fett of a character. Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. 
Anyway. Right, am, I, am I the only one that thinks that? Like, I don't know. I've kind of had the uh, like No. I, I, I he ri- he rises him. to more prominence. Like, nah. I don't know. I, I think they're going to redeem him. I think they're going to fix his inhibitor chip or they, 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 they're they, going to they, do they it with are, the power they, they, of blood or yeah. whatever. They are kind of setting that up. They're like, well, they'll have to go back and get him. And so obviously they're going to go back and try and get him back and try to unscramble his brain, which will right. be interesting to see. Clearly they're going to like, they're going to try to get him back somehow because they're doing a lot to, he's doing these very vile things, but they're kind of absolving him of it in a way by having to be the inhibitor chip. Right. Yeah. Although there may be a twist there and I just thought of this now. There may be a twist where the inhibitor chip really wasn't working all that much and this genuinely uh, was all him. And he's just that a monumental a, asshole. That yeah. would be a terrible twist, but I would kind of love it. I would too, actually, because that would kind of go from the whole, like, oh, well, it's not his fault. He's just being mind controlled. No, he's just a bad person. Which is fine. And you can have that. Like you can have a clone be a bad person, even if like, even though the other ones are all kind of like, well, we're doing the right thing for the right reasons kind of, you know, so it's nice to kind of show this dynamic of like, well, not all the clones have to be good people. Like, So, yeah. yeah so the, I like the two that the Camino drama is continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamasu and Nalase are talking and they're like, well, we need to get the Bad Batch back. It's super important right. that we get this. It's really important. For your now experiments. Is now is when I'm going to... Because when they mentioned the experiments, that yeah. was when I came up with my theory. Now I'm going to talk about my theory. Okay, talk about your theory. You have a good... like, I'll give you a good five minutes to tell your theory. <laughs> I don't need that long. Lama Su <laughs> knows about Exegol. Lama Su is working for the Sith Eternal. Oh. The whole thing has been an attempt. The whole Camino cloning thing, they've been working with the Sith for years. probably years and years and years to try to develop the Force-sensitive clones mm-hmm. that Palpatine will eventually try to use Gotcha. bring his himself back after death. I like that. That is why... That's wild. I, think, I mean, that, 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 that's... Yeah, that's making... That's going to make me think through all kinds of damn circles now damn it like that's my thought is secretly they're gonna make it so that the Owens were in on exegol the entire time they were trying to develop the palpatine clones uh and the fact that they can never get omega back is why it takes so long to develop them properly and then why the palpatine clones aren't that good because they either don't have the Owen technology they're using a knockoff version of the common own technology or it's incomplete that would make a lot of sense and it like points to the fact that they're really trying to avoid letting the cat out of the bag about omega because even lama su and nalase like when they're talking they literally just like well we just need we need to get those enhanced crowns back well we just need one and then like so referencing the experiments and everything and like she definitely like isn't like 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 our theory like you know pretty much in agreement on is that she's an early stage force sensitive clone like in the efforts to you know you know what we know eventually will be a more perfected process to bring Palpatine back so well 
perfected in giant quotation marks. Well, like per not perfected, but like, you know, more, uh, much, much more realized. Much more, so. much more uh, able to be used in that specific moment. Anyway, that's my wild theory for the moment as to what's really going on here. I want, I'm wondering if that'll come up in the series where literally they'll have a meeting with someone from the Sith, the Sith Eternal or she'll go to Exegol or something like that. I just want more Exegol in my life. I, I just really love it. I love Sith planets in general. I love Korriban slash Moriband. I love Dromacoss. I want a, I want a, like a Sith, a Sith series. Like, you know, I want the origins. Oh, and the do early, I have some I want good the, news for you? I want the early days of Korriban. Wait, what do you got? Uh, pretty sure the Acolyte, it, the Acolyte is about Darksiders. We don't know if it's about the Sith, but the Acolyte is about Darksiders. The, dar so. the, dar the Dark Jedi? The Acolyte could be about the Sith during the High Republic. Well, you know, they called, the, they called in the Old Republic games, the first ones, I think they were called Sith Acolytes. Like they weren't even. It is entirely possible. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I I know they're leaving that part of the timeline kind of alone right now, but I do want to see more about the Sith, and I want to know whether or not I'm right if the Kaminoans are secretly working with the Sith Eternal. It would make sense because I mean they really didn't say what came of the cloning processes or Camino. Like, um, I mean, I can't remember. Was Camino destroyed? Like, or like. I can't even remember what they what they mm -hmm. did with it when they ceased the cloning process. No, it, like, it just kind of went kind of away. away yeah. They just kind of they just kind of it just came out of the storyline. So I mean, yep. it's, it's there. They're not just gonna stop making clones. Like cloning, you know. cloning came back in several big ways in Legends, and it was fucking stupid every time. So yeah. I think this goes into my theory about so like okay yes okay so Dave Filoni right is the key component here right because <laughs> he's working on both the book of boba mandalorian three and now bad batch right so all this is all he's got his little big toe in all of these different shows right so i think you're you're correct in the fact that you know this has to do something with the sith cloning process for uh rise of skywalker right because I think Disney now is what they're what they're wanting to do is they're trying to gonna go back and expand on all their Disney stuff without trying to be like a hundred percent like super referential. They don't want to be like, look, here's Captain Phasma, you know, and she's the reason why the Sith are living on a planet somewhere and you know what I mean? Like they're not gonna do that. But they will do like, oh, let's just sprinkle a little bit of connectivity here or there. And I yeah. definitely they are going to do that but i think this does lead to the kind of the whole you know snoke thing like i think we might be getting like little seeds of like maybe snoke was a part of like the reason why the kaminoans are around or something you know what i mean like there's just something right. there. so we'll see we will see where this goes so they've moved the new squad into the bad batchers quarters uh sad day very uh very emotional They've cleaned it out. It's all sterile now. Uh, but back on the ship, they take off. And it turns out that while they were gone hunting the part, uh, Wrecker and the others made Omega her own little room with her little like fairy lights up there. And they put <laughs> the stuffed animal in there. And it's just adorable and extremely precious that she has 
her own little bunk on the ship now. Mm-hmm. It was adorable. I love that Wrecker basically like is a little kid just like wanting to impress his little friend. Like he's like, oh, I wouldn't nothing. You just put some lights up, and it was it was it was cute. Like you know, I like seeing her happy like like that, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, he's so precious. And I even like got a little teary eyed. It was cute. I I appreciated the moment. It was very innocent. She's everyone's daughter now, who must be protected at all costs. Yeah, they're really trying to get everyone to like really invest in her and really kind of make her the central focus, like like of at least the first few episodes. Like, I mean, she's obviously, I mean, just she's gonna really be integral to the rest of the series. So, so I wasn't, um, I wasn't expecting this episode because it was essentially a detour episode. You know, like it's one of those. Episodes oh yeah, oh where yeah. I was I... Very, like, have got to stop guessing what the next episode is. I know, is. because you know what? I have Charles, been wrong fucking up. Because every time I am right about everything all of the time, except for what the next episode of The Bad Batch is going to be. Exactly. I am wrong about that. Every time. I'm like, every God time. damn it, Charles. Every Rex is not time. in this episode. God damn it, Charles. <laughs> Finnick Shand is not in this episode. And I keep getting <laughs> you excited for the next episode. Okay. And then you're like... That being said... One of them is in the next episode. It has to be. We are already on episode it has four. To be. Wait, what? You said, like, you, so you said the trailer has to be the first five wrong. now. Y'all said y'all are wrong every time, and you're going to make that prediction <laughs> I, now. Like, okay. I, I believe I am it. Putting money on, I'm, we're going to say we're going to say it's probably Zygeria. Well, my I'm guess. I'm going my, against you because of your track record. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't believe that, actually. I think my guess is going to be that the next episode is going to be the plot line from one of the newer trailers, which was kind of like a mini trailer, and it was like them in some kind of city planet working for some kind of reptilian-looking guy, um, some alien. Like, they have to do some kind of job for him or something to, like... And I think, I think that's where... Oh, well. I think it's the Trandoshan lady. Did you just misgender oh. the li- the lizard? Did I oh, misgender a lizard yeah. lady? Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we we don't we don't right. know. Either right. one of us could be we'll need to meet the lizard lady. We don't want to make well, any I, assumptions. I do think I do think that the that's the next episode because I think in the trailers also that is there's some kind of chase in the sky on a bike or in a hover whatever. Is it going to be Coruscant? I think it it may be like the lower levels because it looked vaguely familiar uh, to the scenes when Ahsoka was um, kind of with that girl, uh, you know, in Clone Wars the and her little story arc there. Level 13, 13, let's go. Oh, maybe we'll see the Martez sisters again. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. Um, but I think that was, well, no, because they would be really young. Or no, would... They would be around Maybe the same, the same age. age. Oh, oh, well, yeah, you're right. Because it's just, I keep forgetting Clone Wars is the same fucking time. I, I'm thinking Rebels. Mm. So I'm thinking like, wait, this happens We're nowhere years close later. to Rebels. Yeah, I know. Okay, anyway, sorry. Um, no, because I think Fennec Shand is in the trailer of those scenes. She's like hunting them. So I don't know if she's in this episode or not. We'll see, but <sighs> come on, Ming. Come on, Ming Nguyen. Let's go. Let's go. I love her. We're here for you. This is why we're here. Um, But since this was uh, a little bit more of an adult tone than the rest of the episodes, what did you guys think overall? What 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 are your hopes moving forward? So I thought it was two very good episodes that the 
episode channel hopped back and forth between. Yeah. I thought that the crosshair stuff was great. I thought that the Omega and Hunter stuff on the moon was great. I thought they didn't really have anything to do with each other, which yeah. is a bit weird, but they were both great. So I'll let it slide. I mean, I think they vaguely mirrored each other because like it was the whole like the Omega team, well, I'll call it Team Omega, had to hunt down the part and then Crosshair team had to hunt down the contributors or something. I don't, you know I, what I mean? It's I, the closest I can get to like a... I guess you could sort of make the case that, you know, Crosshair chooses the violent option. Right. Whereas and she uses the, he, woke, he woke up and chose violence. Right. Which, you know, frankly, mood. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, mood. But it, no, it's you could kind of look at it that way, you know, now that I think about it, now that I sit here and actually think about the episode. Clayton, what did you think of the episode? I, I liked it. I mean, I kind of like, you know, it was pretty much, it was a detour episode, more or less, but there was so much in it in terms of the referential material that again, obviously gave us a lot to talk about, even going as far as to dive into like, you know, the, 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 Sith, the Sith cloning for Snoke and making those like ties and into knots. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I like, you know, seeing more um, in uh, the depthness of Crosshair's character, you know, you're really, they're really honing in on Omega, like, and making her, like they did a really good job from episode one to now really bringing her into the central focus like you know they didn't just thrust her in there like oh there she is like oh she could use the force oh she's more powerful than everyone kind of like you know pulling like a ray like she's just you know like she's there she's more powerful than anything they're really taking their time and they're really uh, i like the way that they're doing it i mean so i'm really excited to see what they do with omega's character in particular like so like i'm really invested in in her success and her, bad, her potential badassery. So I liked it. Bradley, any final thoughts from you before we do all the plugging we have to do at the end of the episode? Nope. I'm ready for uh, the plugs. Uh, Head empty, smooth brain. <laughs> I got yeah. nothing. No, I got nothing. Um, Clayton, can you plug anything uh, for you personally? Yes. It, it, things are opening up now. Yeah. Do you what have you anything, anything to plug on the show? Oh God! Uh, anything to plug? Um, I'll, after I get done with this trip on Sunday, well, this it's, this isn't going to air Sunday. When's it airing? Like this is airing on Monday. So Monday, it will okay. it will air on the seventeenth? Seventeenth. Okay. Well, I mean, watch I'll, me be I'll, wrong I'll, about that. I'll I'll plug that I'll basically be living in Palm Springs in the month of June. I'll be doing some shows out there. So if you're particularly if you're going to be in that area, you know, hit me up. I might be doing a few shows here and there. Uh, I am doing an appearance, uh, a virtual drag appearance on the 23rd um, for um, Erica Carrington and Chris Durbin, her husband. They have a little uh, online um, drag show, drag showcase kind of thing that they do every um, Sunday. So Sunday the 23rd, I will be doing that. So if you're interested, you know, I'll, I'll be posting advertisements for that uh, in this, the southern, this coming week. If you're in the Southern California area and you happen to go to any of Hydra's shows, there is a chance you may see 
me as well in the audience there and can come tell me how wrong I am about my Star Wars opinions. <laughs> uh, we will we will include Clayton's socials as usual so you can follow him and keep up what he's doing. On our end, uh, you can follow the show at on Twitter at, at Gold Squad Gaze. You can follow us on Instagram at, at Gold Squadron Gaze. You can also follow me on Twitch at CWRogers6. I stream Star Wars games on Mondays when these episodes air, so drop by and talk to me about them. And other than that, Clayton, thank you so much for making the time to come break up me and Bradley just talking about these episodes. And we were glad to have you back. Always happy to. Love it. Uh, makes for more fun layovers. Check us out uh, every Monday uh, with another episode of Gold Squadron Gaze. Bye. Bye.